like the stuff that we that we like and the stuff that we cherish and the stuff that gets heralded year from year to year is great in the moment yeah. because comedy's all about context, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's only funny if you kind of if you're like making a joke about something that everybody gets without having to state it. How was the football game? Did you guys win or who won? I won. Who was the I other was the winner. Who was the other coach? There was no other coach. Was there any other team? Yeah. Who was the other team leader? I don't know. Okay. Their names don't matter. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like Cole and Okay. Um, and Marco Taro. If you remember, I remember Marco, Marco Taro. Taro. That's been a while. Josh Planos. Damn. Okay. Was there. And nice. then uh so we did like non-comedian people versus comedian people. And comedians like, want are you on the comedian side or the not comedian side? What does that mean? You're on both like you I'm fit here both. as a comedian. You what? are here as a comedian, but everybody you fit both fits teams. both. Do you think comedians are comedians all the time? Yes. No. <laughs> no, not until no. you're you know, when you pay your bills with your all your comedy money, then you're I was able to one sure time pay my bill with comedy money, and that was I made well, like a like a lunch bill. No, like my electricity <laughs> bill. I made one eighty for doing ten minutes, uh, and I went. That's my electricity bill. We're moving on. I take all my comedy money, and it goes almost always back into comedy. Ah, it's like like I and 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 this year I did. I've done. I, I've done better. Yeah, you know, like in terms of like I made more money this year doing comedy than I ever have. Mm -hmm. And so it was substantial enough that it didn't have to go all entirely back to, to comedy, right? Yeah. But most of the time, like my rule is that until I'm making enough money that I can like pay my bills and live my life, then my goal is to just take my money and reinvest it in them. So maybe that means, you know, I'll use it for some festival apps. Right. Or maybe it means I'll use it for an Airbnb if I'm at a festival. At a festival, yeah. Or maybe I need gas money so that I can go to some show in Randomville or plan a trip somewhere so that I can go do something or um, buy some new equipment or, mm. you know, wh whatever, whatever it what is. Actually, I want to I dive into that. What equipment do you mean, like as a comic, what equipment do you mean? Well, so that's, I mean, you know, I, I don't do just stand up. Like I do sketch and I do stuff like that. So that's true. Like I recently bought a new, uh, a new backdrop, like a new screen and oh, stuff nice, nice. so that I can start, like I've always like kind of borrowed people's studios or filmed in some random place. I wouldn't know what that, what that's like. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I'm trying to piece together more of my own, my own stuff or nice. whatever it is. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Uh, and by the way, uh, with that, uh, welcome to Running Light, uh, part four of the series of the agony in which I live my every day. Oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> it's so sad. I'm going to, I'm just going to throw a shitload of Simpsons quotes today and I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot can be said about our, uh, gu uh, our guest. Yeah. He's a dad. He's a comic. He does sketch. He lives in an oxygen chamber, which he claims gives him sexual powers. <laughs> um, but, uh, I know him as Cameron Logston. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what's up? Pretty good. Um, how was your week? Any shows that you've done this week? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's been um, it's it's been a weird uh, few days. Last so, how far back can you can I go, go as far back like you can, as long as it's not like absurdly like to the Sh beginning of time. Sure, no, of course that would be silly. It's not like a Ken's Byrne documentary. No, 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 no. So in the second grade, I was in a talent <laughs> show. 
I was gonna do. Uh, no, last weekend I was um, I was in New York actually. Yes, I, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't. I wanted to ask what for, but I wanted to save it for right now. Yeah, no. So I had to go to Jersey for a wedding, and so then I was like, but the wedding was weird. It was like on a Friday, uh, and so um, I think it's just because it's cheaper and my friends are broke. Um, it was a nice wedding. Yada yada yada. yada. Uh, I. I then um, just stayed till Monday and I just set up shows for Saturday, Sunday, and it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. I did, um, I did some cool shows up there and uh, stayed with a, com- a comedian from here. If you remember Jack Comstock. I do remember Jack Comstock. So I stayed with Jack and Price Comstock, who's an improv guy. Yep. Um, and I stayed with them and, and did comedy and it was a good time, hung out and Met the Lucas brothers. They were very nice, nice. and cool. Yeah. And uh, and and just like bumped into a bunch of comedy people. It's weird. Like, so I went to a show and did the show and I, I didn't know if I know anybody there. I, I got connected through a friend of a friend. Right. And so then I go to the show not knowing who's going to be. Well, then I'm like, oh, snap. I actually know some of these people from, I know you from Chicago or I know mm-hmm. you from wherever. And then afterwards I went to this bar uh, with Jack and it was just like all comics, right? And so then I'm like running into more people. I'm like, oh, I know you from North Carolina. Or I know you from, you know, Austin or whatever it is. And so I'm meeting all these people and and reconnecting with folks. And, and it's funny to me, like, how small even the world of comedy it, it is. is. Like, it can, I mean, it's big too. I mean, obviously there are tons of people that I don't know and that I've never heard of that are insanely good and on the come up who haven't had a break. But, um, but at the same time, like, it's weird. Like, I've never... Uh, I've been, this is my third time that I've even ever been to the city. Yeah. And so. What are the shows in the city like? Like they're, they're pretty normal. I mean, they're, yeah. they're normal shows. I think, I, I mean, they're not like a show here in the sense that, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think that, I think that Omaha is a really good example of uh, a small version of any place yes right like yes. you could have a lit show at the back line Fuck yeah. one night right yeah. and it'll be off the chain right packed out and uh it'll be great and then the next night you could go to the back line and it could suck at the same time you could go to a bar show the same night of the lit show at the back line and the bar show could be horrible right yep. um and then you could go to the club right and the club could be great yeah. you know out at the funny bone or something yep but the problem is, so you've basically got like three, you've got a, you've got a small set of options for like what kind of thing you can do. It's the same thing, but to scale, just larger, Okay. you know? And so the shows vary in terms, in my experience and from what I've seen and talked to people, I mean, the shows vary in size and scope uh, this, just the same way. There's just more. So there's more shitty bar shows. There's more great nights at small indie places and there's more bad nights at small indie places and there's more clubs or, you're, you know, it's right. wild. Um, but it was a lot of fun, man. And so I did, I did a couple shows. I went to an improv show at, um, at UCB, which was great because yeah. I, I, I like improv and, and stuff too. So I did, I went and did that and then I ran into Tina Wynn yes. there. Yeah, she actually uh, was one of my teachers. Oh, really? Oh, your improv teacher. Yeah. 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 So I ran into her. She was sitting right behind me and we're sitting next to a kid that was in, um, what's that Wes Anderson movie where they go camping? I'm talking about Moonrise. Thank King- you. Moonrise uh, Kingdom. Yeah. Moonrise Moon- Kingdom. Yeah. That yeah. came out right after uh, Budapest. Yeah. 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 So uh, we we're sitting next to a kid that was in that, which was funny. That's weird. Um, yes. But so I ran into her, did that. I went to a show at the cellar. 
which nice. was a blast because I've never been there. Damn. And uh, I was hoping to catch a show and I got out of the UCB show and then I had a show like two hours after that. And Oof. I was walking by the cellar. Then my show was like two spots down from the cellar, the place called Grizzly Pear. Mm-hmm. Very cool spot. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, I'm walking up and there's everybody standing outside waiting for tickets. And then the guy goes, we got one. We got one. We got room for one person. And it's all these couples. Like, no, we can't. <laughs> and they're freezing and- and I'm like, I'll take it. I just was like, like literally like walking by. I was like, it's mine. And they're like, all right, man, come on in. I was like, ah, oh, shit. So I went down and caught the show and I, I, and I sat next to a, a bunch of uh, f- foreigners who seemed to enjoy themselves. It's so funny. Like you go to the coolest places and it's almost all, like in New York and like the most popular places you want to go are almost always tourists. Oh yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like they talk about like, if you go to a late night taping, I've been to late night tapings for Fallon and Seth Meyers and stuff. And the, the, the audience is almost always uh, foreigners and tourists. Oh yeah, because they're picking them up off the streets uh, right outside, you know, Rockefeller Center, and, and it's all thing. tourists right. in the biggest areas, you know. And so it's so and I, and so I don't know. That is what it is. I guess that's it, just it, yeah. this is a fun little <laughs> fact that fun I have for you. There you go. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but it was uh, it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. Everybody was really nice, and uh, I think that. You know, we learn, I think we learned a slower pace. I, I'm a mm-hmm. big believer that steel sharpens steel, right? And if you're in New York and you're you're around good people all the time, you just pop into the cellar. The same as you might pop in if Kyle Kinane does a show at the waiting room once a year, yeah. right? You can see Kyle Kinane, but you could go to the cellar and see anybody anytime. Mm-hmm. Or you could be on a show with anybody anytime, at any given moment. Who did you there. see at the cellar? Um, you know, uh, the, I saw a number of people, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember, uh, everybody's name now. I know we just talked about it the other day too. Um, Steve Byrne, oh. uh, I saw it was really good. And, uh, uh, oh God, see, this is why it's so bad. Like I was sitting there and I wanted to write everybody's name down. So here's what it is. It was a, a really, really funny people. And was, I got to look it up because one dude like really blew me away and I've heard him before, but to see him live, I was like, that's the kind of energy that I'm about, like I right. love that. But um, uh, who was Nimesh Patel? Yes, you said threw me. down. I he, he was so good, so good. He was so good, man. He was great, and a bunch of other people um, whose names escaped me at the time. Uh, but we're also all very funny. But it's just cool. It's a cool environment. It's cool. To, it feels very historic. You know, of course, right? It's got a whole vibe to it. It's like it's almost like the improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Uh, it was. It was cool. It was, it was very cool. Nice. Uh, at any rate, yeah. So did that. Came home this week, and you just yeah. asked me what I did with my week, and I told you. I'm, too I'm much, glad. So any uh, any shows? How long have, is this? A 15 minute podcast? It is. I, is actually, it's it? only a three minute podcast. It's, oh wow! So I've uh, run the light. This yeah, you ran the light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Perfect. That's, I did my job. All, all right. right, I'll take my check. There's what podcast are you on that they have checks? Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you not? Paying me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not paying me. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, I am going to want some cookies, though. It's, it's, it cookies, is. Yeah, oh, yeah they have their cookies in that yeah. other room. Uh, but no. So then this week came back and, and did. I had a nice variety of stuff. I went to the mic and um, yep. and then I did a corporate show Friday. What are those like? Because I've wanted to do a corporate show. They suck. They're no good. How do they suck? 
Because they're weird, man. And they're like in the middle of the day and people are that stuffy. That does seem weird. And then and, and I've done, and it just depends. Like this one wasn't so bad because it was at the Funny Bone, which was nice. Yeah. But like sometimes you'll do them and it's like a hotel ballroom and in the middle of the day, sometimes you're doing like a boardroom or something. And um, the thing is they pay, they can pay pretty well. You know, like you get, you'll get way more doing a corporate show than you will a lot of different things because right. people don't know how underpaid comedians are. So Do you, <laughs> that's so, true. You know, corporate shows in colleges to get money. So I did that. And then, um, do the people who are at, like the audience members, do they give a shit? Or are they waiting for you to be done? They, it depends. Like they kind of do, but at the same time, it's like, Hey everyone, you having fun? All right, sit down and be quiet. Like, you know, right. so it's like weird. It, it feels like, it feels like a meeting that everyone just wants to be done. Is it what's going on in my head? Yeah. And so I don't know, man, it's just a weird vibe. You know, oh. it's just a weird vibe, but you do it cause you get the money and yeah. you call it good, you know? And then, and then I did a charity show after that. So I'm doing all these shows nice. that are not like normal shows. Those you know? are, those are, are fun those were those were memories happen is what i like to think it's yeah like just it keeps keeps you alive yeah. but also drains you of every spirit you have yeah oh and rachel and i won round one of the improv contest i saw on that Thursday. yes yeah. which was great she's so funny oh and she's we amazing play really well together yeah no she's a she's great at improv she's really great at like not just like making it a game but like really making a fun scene that builds up and yeah yeah, yeah. crescendos like that it's really good it's really fun yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You were too. Uh, no, yeah, I sure. No, I'm, I'm not look, here I'm to trying to ride her coattails. Let's do it. All the way back and forth to <laughs> LA and Omaha as she likes to go. Yeah, yeah. All the way back to Omaha. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's yep. Uh, those are the coattails. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my, we haven't recorded in a few weeks. Um, show wise, I'm trying to remember a couple of the shows I've done. Um, I did a Halloween show. Was it in costume? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, was, I think those are fun. I think it was fun. I was Weird Al because Weird Al is what got me oh, into right. comedy. I yeah. did a speech about Weird Al and how, and basically the reason why I keep saying Weird Al helps me, I think I've mentioned it multiple times in the podcast. The reason why Weird Al is one of the few inspirations I have is because like I did a speech about Weird Al and I had to do his songs. I didn't sing them, uh, but I had to at least perform them. And that was it's the like spoken word. It's like pretty slam. much. Yeah. You did poetry for Weird Al. I did Weird Al poetry, um, but I had to find a way to make it funny on my own without being an imitation. Wow. Um, that's I, meta. I, you lost me on it that. It was, it was weird. Um, so that was my, that's yeah, that was my beginnings of learning how to do comedy. And I, I it scratched that edge. So I decided to dress up as him, and it was a fun show. The crowd was real, like, real into it. Did you just do like a normal set? Or oh, I did a weird. Like I did a, a normal set. Like I just did a normal. Other set. Did everybody do like if I went as a cat, would I have to do like all my cat material? So Kill was there as Harry Potter. Didn't do any Harry Potter jokes. Of course not. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say Kill dressed up as Harry Potter, I saw it. Harry I saw the onesie. picture. Yeah, yeah. He he he's like, I'm gonna dress up, but I gotta make it look super cool and like right. I, don't I look a like damn. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the picture. I was like, get out of here. He, uh, Brooke was Pippi Longstocking. I don't think she made any Pippi Longstocking jokes. She made references to her hair, but like no one made sure, jokes. Sure, so it was right. just, just in costume. It's like, it was like two days before Halloween. Why not? Yeah. Um, I'm the, jealous. Was, I love, it was so I much love fun. Costume stuff. And it was at the so Dubliner, fun. and I love, I actually really like the Dubliner as a spot to do a comedy. Yeah. Because they have that little side room, and it just has this like dirty bar feel, and I love it, and the drinks are cheap. Yeah. As fuck. Uh, you sound like an up and coming grinding yeah. <laughs> comic. PBR is like 275. I just want it to be cheap and dark and dirty and it's weird. It's so much fun. And there, we have, be weird. there are regular, like I've not had this experience often. 
I have, there's regulars at that show, like yeah. not cast, but regular audience members. Regular audience members. It's and so you're burning weird. through all your material every week. They don't remember me as much, which is good oh. and bad. <laughs> they remember some of my jokes, but I had enough new stuff. Every in week come up. in a different costume. Every, yeah, every time, yeah. every month. And then even when no one else is in costume, I'm like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm Palpatine. Yeah. Then, then they'll be like, you know, this Palpatine's got the same. I think he's ripping off Weird Al. I think he's stealing his bits. <laughs> it's it's weird that that's what Palpatine takes inspiration from, but I mean, you he know, did sing who, Yoda. Who can who can who can sort out what's going on in that guy's right. head I under know. that hood? I mean, wait wait till this uh, wait till this uh, holiday season when you watch Episode Nine, which has Palpatine in it. You know what? <laughs> I don't understand how you're going to sneak in these sponsorships and I'm not getting a check. I. What is this about? I'm, what I'm doing is I'm throwing in sponsorships before I get them. And then <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah, that's see? how it works. <laughs> hey, we, we, you know, you've been talking about us. Let's give you some money. Uh, right? <laughs> right? Oh, no. But, you know, uh, I, when I'm talking, when I'm done talking, I have to go to sleep. I don't like Casper mattress. What is that? See, I'm glad you asked what a Casper oh mattress is. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> oh, how did oh. I get duped? Uh, uh, oh, I got rope. Bop, 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 bop. No. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Although I did just buy a book on Audible uh, that I'm really excited Stop! to listen to. Stop! You're it, killing it's, me. It's, it's a Craig Ferguson book. I'm really excited. Oh, my Because um, it's Craig Ferguson's about, like, uh, his American citizenship process. Okay. So I'm excited. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I've listened to the first part where he talked about it was the, what's that dinner Trump refuses to go to the White House Correspondents' uh, thank Dinner. Thank you. Thank you. The White House Correspondents' Dinner. This is during the end of uh, Bush Jr.'s presidency. Mm -hmm. It's two years after Colbert. Um, and he said at this point, at the end of Bush presidency, making jokes about him was like shooting fish in a barrel. It was very easy. There was nothing more you could have done. So That's what, such a weird phrase. I hate that phrase. Shooting fish in a barrel? Yeah. Why? I don't like it because I mentally just imagine the bullet poking holes in the barrel and it draining all the water. I think and the fish spear. dying, and and then there being and then it and then you not needing to shoot anything. And if you're gonna shoot a fish, who shoots a fish? I that, think it like with a like a spear, like you're throwing a spear in. Spearing fish in a barrel would be a phrase I would take less issue with. Okay, I'm glad. Then think of it as spearing fish in a barrel. So anyway, Craig's got this thing about how he shot a fish and, in a barrel. and it, the bullet didn't go through the barrel. Hey, if you're going to do this shit, no, you can on. just leave. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded way too aggressive for what it was a joke, and I feel I'm, I'm too timid now. But it was like uh, going in misdirection and just uh, relating to Bush about being a former alcoholic yeah. and doing stuff like that. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, not something that would you know, age in a current political... I mean, it's, it's very Allen of him, but it's... <laughs> It's um, it's interesting, and I, I can't wait to read more of it. Um, but this week's been just writing. I have a comedy competition. Are you there? You did you sign up for it? What is it? It's the battle royale with cheese. No, uh, it's like the old battle royale, but slightly different. Who's doing it? Bill in Rome. Where? Oh, it's the old Shamrocks Bar. No, I, I don't even see it. Um, so what it was is what it is, is you get one round like for a minute and the second round is two minutes. You get a topic. Mm -hmm. Mine is ghost and magic, which I think are too similar. I think there's some bleed in that, but, um, no way. No, those things are so different. Ghost or magic. 
Ghosts are not magic. Ghosts are haunted. They're the that's still under magic. That's just I don't dark think that magic. Counts as magic. That's just voodoo magic. That's just No, 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 no. Ghosts and magic. I mean, I can magic see where is like different. magic is Harry Potter. Ghosts I, is Casper. Yeah. I mean Ghosts, what, yeah. When I think go when I think magic, I think like hocus pocus, which has like skeletons and ghosts and shit. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're both spooky. Yeah, and that's they're spooky. They're spooky. But you could do a whole thing about ghosts and not mention Harry Potter. That's true. That's or, true. Or wizards or card tricks. You know? Yeah. Like if you took like magic, like not like witches, but if you did magic like card tricks. Card tricks and rabbits out the hat. There's no ghosts. Or magic the gathering. I'm just, I'm just talking magic too the much gathering. about yeah. magic the gathering. Maybe no your whole line. thing is on Magic Johnson. And oh. then you, you do the entire bit about basketball. I'm going to win this competition for you. Magic Johnson would be pretty dope. It'd be pretty great. <laughs> it would be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, or incredibly dated. Like either or. No way. No, no, no. Magic Johnson holds up. You can always talk about Magic Timeless. Johnson. Timeless. I think so. I think so too. Yeah, there's, he's got this, uh, I don't know, magic about him. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Um, but the hardest one's been ghosts. Ghosts. Like that one to me is like, I don't like. Talking about Snapchat. I guess I could talk about Snapchat. It's got um, the little ghost emoji. Or, you know. Ghosts, I have a ghost. Whatever. Like I could also, I was thinking, like, I, I want to avoid two talking things. Talking about ghosting. I was thinking about ghosting. I was like, I don't know who my competition is. And I don't know if they're younger, it's going to be about ghosting. If they're older, it's definitely not. So I want to, I wish your, I knew. Your audience matters. It does. And I, God, I wish I knew. I wish I, but you can't. It's gonna be Bill and Rome's audience, so. Fitty fitty. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be 50 fitty. <laughs> fitty fitty. Um, that'd be, yeah, that's what, that's it. Um, in terms of not comedy, um, I ended up like catching up on a few films and the one I loved the most was Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Wow. It's like, it was written, produced, and directed by a set of brothers who, been do, have been doing practical effects for years. Yeah. They did Team America, World Police, okay. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, That's a swinging scale. That's it is crazy. a yeah. huge scale, but um, it's it was it predates it, so it predates the mental idea that clowns are scary, right? Um, and it just has this fifty B movie scale, and I love practical effects. Mm. It's so beautiful, so fun, and it's a four K rip of the film, and it looks so fucking cool. Um, and it's it's now a new holiday a Halloween tradition for me. Oh, then man. probably Rocky Horror. It's gonna be those back to back. Yeah, I love that. Are we supposed to talk about non comedy stuff? If you, you want to, some I know some people don't always have weeks, and so it's always fun. They get to know you. And oh, shit like oh that. yeah, yeah. Well, it's then like, yeah, like crammed in a bunch of other stuff. I yeah? was teaching, and I uh, I I I went to a couple of my son's basketball games. Which was fun. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question as a parent. Yeah. You're a parent? I'm not. Oh, sorry. I'm going to ask you a parent question as a not parent. Okay. Um, is sitting through a child's performance or like a sports thing, like, can it get dull? So sitting through sports, yeah. ch children's sports, yes. is the only kind of sports I'll watch. I, w I don't, I can't watch sports. Okay. I, no, I no, like to play sell sports. The street, sell it to I me. like to play sports. Yes. Right? Like I'll play any sport. You asked me to play football today. I asked you to play, before I got here, I was playing football yes. and basketball. We did both. Yeah. Right? I'll play sports all the time. Mm -hmm. I hate watching sports because I find it thoroughly unenjoyable. Like okay. it's just 
boring to me. And it just gives me an itch. And I'm like, why am I watching other people play a game? I could be doing this, right? Okay. Watching children's sports, however, is the, is the greatest form of entertainment. There is nothing better than every version of a kid playing sports. Like you've got the kid that doesn't want to be there, you know? And so like in soccer or baseball, maybe that's the kid playing with grass or picking his nose or whatever. Love that, right? You also have the other kid that like is infinitely more talented than any kid out there. And that kid is great to watch because all, like you watch some parents are really discouraged by it. They're like, ah, oh, that kid should be playing high school. But I, I love it. Because yeah. I, I just love watching somebody be great at something. Yeah. And to watch like one kid just dunking on these other kids <laughs> is so great. It's the most fun. And then you you almost like an NBA jam announcer yelling, yes, yes the heat. Oh, I'll lose my mind at these games. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm because th- why wouldn't you? Yeah. They, that kid just th- just swatted the shit out of somebody. Like you <laughs> have to acknowledge, you know, and I don't understand why we wait till they're in high school to be like, you guys swat. I'll be at a second graders <laughs> basketball game just going in to let that kid know. On the flip side, you'll get a, like a kid that like thinks he's the dominating kid oh. who sucks. Yeah. And then there's like this great glory in watching like a kid who deserves to eat it, eat it. Cause you can always tell that they're like a little asshole, you know, like they've got yeah. like, a, like I was at my son's game this week and there was this little kid and he had like this, he had these swoopy bangs oh. and blonde highlights and he's just like, just, just little. Oh man, this kid's he's short. He's a little short, chubby kid. But he thinks he's LeBron James. So he's like driving down the middle of the lane, trying to take layups and all that stuff. And he would just like fall over or get blocked. But then he'd get up and like act like he was the coolest kid on the planet. And it was like I loved watching him fail, because like I saw him and I saw his dad in the crowd, and his dad just looked like an older version of him. Oh, and he looked like an asshole. And he too thought his kid was like always getting wronged. Oh, that was a foul or all the re-. like, I'm not like a yell at the ref type coach yep. or kid or dad. <laughs> Who am I? I don't, that's a deeper question. Um, but I, I'm like, I'm not going to like, yeah, like I'm there to have fun. Like I'm there as a spectator, like right. as a fan of the, right. of, of the game. Right. Uh, but like you get those parents that are obviously like the crazy ones like, no, my kid's going to make it. And that, no, they're not. Your kid is garbage, right? Like absolutely terrible. And so I love watching that kid eat it. And then I love watching that kid's dad like be mad that he ate it. And, and then like deep down, like I hope that he learns from this experience because like I'm sure he doesn't do well in school. But um, you know but- he doesn't, <laughs> right? But I know, but that's like I know that he probably won't learn the lesson, and and you never know. I right. Don't know. But it, it is great. But but the 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 true the truest reason that it's great is because all of the kids are like so pure in the trope that they are, like because children are not they're not particularly complex yet. No. Like they're because they're so honest. Right. Right. They're honest in their emotions. They're honest in their reactions. They're honest in their approach to whatever it is that they're doing. And that honesty is so pure that like they become just these clear characters, you know, and, and it's the, it's the greatest thing to watch. It doesn't matter what sport it's so fun because everybody's a character, you know, and then every coach becomes a character. And then I'm constantly like scripting out in my head, like why this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, on the flip side, uh, like recitals or concerts or plays, those suck. I don't ever okay, want to go good. to those. Those as are l- horrible. As those long as I know that worst. everyone is like, 
I've, I've done it as a kid. Those are terrible. Oh, they're I assume terrible. as a teacher, they're terrible. No. Like no one's happy. All I'm that glad. happens is I don't, I don't get a lot of time. My son's mom and I don't talk a lot like outside of our interactions with our, with our kid. Right. But we go to the concerts and events together and my whole goal, because she hates me so much, she's like, She's like my toughest critic mm-hmm. in, in so many ways because she can just become annoyed with me so easily. We have a, a, a stable relationship, but she really does get annoyed with me so fast. So she's what I like to consider my toughest audience. Okay. And anytime we're at my son's concerts, all I do is roast every <laughs> single kid that's up there until I get her to laugh. Oh. And that's like, that's, that's, how, that's how I really test out if I'm getting better in comedy is how long it takes me to get mm. her to laugh. You time at, it? At Michael, uh, <laughs> who's got a solo and and a tie or, or whatever. How cruel do you go? If, do, do you have a wall? You go, no, these aren't my kids. I can go as cruel as I want to be. I'll go so far. Yeah. I'll go so far. I'll roast my own kid. I mean, it's just whatever needs the laugh. Whatever I whatever can do to get the laugh. laugh. I just want to get the laugh. However I get it, I'm, I'm going to get it. You, you know? run those jokes by Lil' Cam? <laughs> What's that? You run those jokes by Lil' Cam at the end? No, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. I don't because I don't want him to... to to steal my material and use it at school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I, I know he He'd would. crush. He would. He'd crush. And yeah. I can't have there be two funny Cameron Logstons. Mm-hmm. You know? He has to play sports. I'll, I'll do, I'll, and, and I'll do, I'll do. You'll jokes. also do sports, but you, you just want to one up him. Yeah. I'll do sports, but he'll, he'll be better than me once he hits puberty. You know? Like I know he'll surpass me in that area. Yeah. So I'm going to do the other stuff. But he, there can't be two Cameron Logstons trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I can't live in that world. All right. I cannot live in that world. I refuse to purposely swat down his jokes. Yeah. 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 That wasn't funny. I'm taking notes. I'm writing. <laughs> Damn. That was cold. I'm using that. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, uh, little cam, I hope you listen to this. <laughs> like years down the line, you have a failed joke notebook. Yeah. Of just killer shit. <laughs> and then he like dust off an old iPhone. And this is the only thing that's on it. Oh, he knows he's so I'm, I, I will not let up on him. Like when we play sport, like we play basketball. I don't go easy on him. But I never played soccer, and he's okay. really, really good at soccer. Nice. So he always asks me to play soccer with him, and I just get toasted every <laughs> single time. And he just talks so much shit, and it's like the greatest joy. There's nothing better than a son being able to take down their father. I assume. I didn't have a father. I, but I bet I, it, it I, looks like it's satisfying for him. I, I assume. I, I play Cat's Cradle backwards, and it sounds yeah. great. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. Yeah. I couldn't think of literally one other positive father son example to yeah, use using that. I don't know, man. But I guess I had to make one up. Um, so Cameron, you asked when I asked you what inspired you. Like twenty minutes later, you texted me. I want to talk about the Simpsons, mm-hmm. specifically behind the laughter, mm-hmm. season eleven, episode 23. Uh, and I want to know why did you pick that. All right, so you were asking for like comedy specials. Usually, you guys usually cover specials, a special or books, a book or something, or, or yeah, or film even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, behind the laughter, I think I it just um, when I was a kid, I just remember it like shaping everything that I thought comedy should be. Like, and so so for for context, like I grew up when I was growing up, we, we were broke, right? Like we didn't have cable or anything like that, and it was all antennas, you know, right. But like our antenna were never good enough to get like all seven channels. You know, you could get ABC, NBC. Um, it was uh, uh, it wasn't CW. It was oh WB. Mm-hmm. It was WB Fox, right? Uh, PBS. All the, those were like the five, six, seven channels. CBS, right? Right. You major major network. 
we couldn't get all of those. Like I didn't have CBS, ABC, NBC, PBS most of my life. Like we were, our antenna were strong enough to get two channels. We got the WB and we got Fox. And every once in a while, like if you moved the bunny ears just the right way, like we could get an NBC or, or a PBS or something like that. But usually we couldn't. Like I was always KXVO 15, yep. KPTM channel 42. Yes. Like that was it. Yep. And, um, and so the show that was always on, I watched so much Simpsons. Yeah, that, I remember that's where I first watched The Simpsons was KMT, uh, KPTM. KPTM, it was syndicated 5 and 5.30. Yep. And so after school- Jesus, like just sent me back. Like, after school, long. I would go and hang out with my friends and I'd you know play sports or something. And then at five, I'd go home and I'd watch The Simpsons, five and 5.30. Yep. And on Sundays, I would watch, it was on the, at seven o'clock and mm -hmm. King of the Hill came on 6.30 uh, and The Simpsons would be on at seven and I would watch. Um, and so I watched so much of The Simpsons, but I think that that's got to be just my favorite episode. And part of it is because, you know, I had seen so many of the behind the musics, you know? Right. I remember going to my friend's house and my grandparents had cable and stuff. And so every once in a while I'd see them, right? But up until Behind the Laughter, I had never really seen like a strong parody. Mm -hmm. like I just hadn't, I hadn't been exposed to a lot of parody stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd later learned that like a lot of the cartoons and things I liked were often like doing parodies or some take on, you know, Nothing the Twilight Zone yeah. or whatever it was. But Behind the Laughter was such a parody. But the thing that had just resonated with me, it was that it was like so well done. Yes. Like it was so good. Like it was, it was like such a, like, it just felt so real. Mm -hmm. And there was something about it being perfect that made it so funny to me. Almost to the point where I didn't even want to laugh. I was just like, oh my God, that's so good. Like, yeah. it's so good. And like, I loved that so much. And and since then, and so when you asked, I was thinking, I was like, man, I really don't think I have an answer to that question. Like, I have a bunch of stuff. I remember the first comedy special I watched. I remember, you know, all these different things. Uh, and the ones that I, I probably watched the most growing up and whatever. Um, but... Like, I think that that so has defined what I find to be the absolute funniest stuff. And what's interesting is that I think that it's not always a joke. It's not always a thing like that. I just love that the concept was such a strong parody that you almost couldn't tell that, yeah. like, it was fake. They actually used... Uh VH1 allowed them to use some of their uh, sound boards and oh, use like, so it, it felt like a real episode. Tonight, The Simpsons, as you've never seen them before, on Behind the Laughter. Um, but a couple of times you just mentioned uh, it, it defined what comedy meant to me and stuff like that. Yeah. What does comedy then mean to you? If this is what that episode that defines from it. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I think that to me, like, oh man, that's such like a, I, I think comedy is such an interesting thing. I, it's, it's the best for me because it totally never holds up. Yeah. Right? You, you told me that on a few times and I think about that often. I, I don't think that comedy holds up like almost ever. Yeah. Like th the, the first special I ever watched was um, Eddie Murphy. Delirious? Yeah. Yep. And I'll be honest, like mm. the first 
30 seconds of it, you're like, oh, so this doesn't work. Like if they put that on Netflix today. Oh, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah, and I- But if it premiered on Netflix today, it would be trashed so fast. He would be burned, but he's Eddie Murphy. You'd also get a bunch of people saying that he's tearing down boundaries and is a genius if it was airing today. I literally don't think that they would say that based on his opening bits. I did, I remember going to Homer's cause I'd never heard, I've not heard Eddie Murphy's Delirious yet. Yeah. I'm on the fence, I really want to. I pick up the vinyl, first word. And I go, ah, yeah, okay. This is not something I'm gonna put on my record player cause those don't have headphones. Yeah, I mean, and and so, but, but I think that because comedy doesn't hold up is an opinion I have, right? Yes. I think certain things do, slapstick, Charlie, Chap- Char- Charlie Chaplin will always be funny. Oh yeah, always be funny, Mr. Keaton. Yep. yep. Uh, but like the stuff that we that we like and the stuff that we cherish and the stuff that gets heralded year from year to year is great in the moment yep. because comedy's all about context, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's only funny if you kind of if you're like making a joke about something that everybody gets without having to state it. Yeah. You know, and so. Um, to that end, I really am a believe. I'm walking you all the way down to where I'm going to answer your question. Oh, I, I agree. Yeah. I know where you're going. Um, but to that end, I very much believe that comedy uh, captures today. It's yep. a snapshot, right? It's such a snapshot of today. And the more realistic that snapshot is, right? The more that the line between like absolute perfect parody or the the perfect reflection with just the slightest change, Mm -hmm. the slightest change, right? It can say so much about the time that you're in, in that very moment. And it's just, and to me, that's great. I love that so much. I love it so much. Like just being able to paint the exact picture today. I think that if you wanted to explain so much of the times of any given era, you could watch a stand-up special yeah. from that time, you know, uh, or, or watch a comedian or a comedic movie. And you just, you, you get, because if you had to show it to like a, like a 12 year old now, you know, you'd have to pause like every 15 seconds and be like, well, that's funny because, and then by the end of it, you know, it's, uh, it's a one hour comedy special has turned into a five hour lecture on what the nineties were like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, I and so I love anything that captures a moment so well and so re- realistically. Right. And also, I was an artist growing up. Like, oh, pff, wow, I hate myself for saying that. I drew a lot of pictures when yeah. I was growing up. Were they almost always Simpsons? <laughs> they weren't always Simpsons, but I took so many art classes. Yeah. Like I took every art class I could. And I took, um, I was constantly drawing and it, all I ever wanted, and maybe my mom got it for me cause it was cheap, but I was always like, can I just get pencils and sketchbooks or whatever, yeah, you know, like that's yeah. all I wanted. And so I learned that like the best way to get better at drawing is to say, uh, to draw what you're looking at and then say, does this look like that? Mm-hmm. And then if you keep asking you that question over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, that eventually your drawing will get better and you'll get better at drawing because you're learning to pay close attention. Exactly. And so all that is, is observation. You're just making observations. And so behind the laughter captures through such careful observation of behind the music, 
an exact replica with just the slightest tweak to make some jokes and make it funny, you exactly. know? And, and I love that. And that's what, that's what I value and cherish in comedy. A great so example much. of that, like in the beginning, I had to pause and laugh. And it, granted, I'm looking at this in hindsight, there's a part, it jump cuts straight to Lisa Simpson saying, I shouldn't have hosted the ops, uh, Oscars. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> and I remind, I reminded <laughs> when Anne Hathaway hosted the Oscars. Oh my God, with James Franco, it was yeah. literally the worst. It was the worst. And I go, that's the same thing. It, it was the worst. And Anne Hathaway, I think, also said she regretted doing the Oscars, or James Franco did during his rose. And it's the same thing. The only thing that makes it funny is it's an eight-year-old girl singing in her kitchen. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's so great, man. It's so That's dumb. That's what I'm saying. And and I also picked the show because, uh, or the episode, because I loved The Simpsons. You know what I mean? It it's, is one of the, I think that in South Park, South Park in a less, I will get into this in my hypothesis about that in a second, but I think The Simpsons and South Park are one of the two most influential shows when it comes to like Western animation. Sure, yeah. yeah. The, I Simpsons, mean, The Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons. The Simpsons more so. More so. South Park in that uh, now all you ever get is like really edgy, kind of gross out humor. And yeah. that was because of South Park. South Park made That's it That's what The easy. Simpsons was. I would The Simpsons like, was gross out humor. Like season two eat has my heart. Eat my shorts was like edgy. That well, was an edgy thing to say. I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is character versus gag. Sure. Okay. Because um, I because yeah. what I when I think of early Simpsons, I think of uh, Lisa's substitute teacher season two. Yeah. One yeah, of my yeah. favorite episodes. Mr. Bergstrom. Oh, it, you are Lisa Simpsons. It's such a heartfelt moment. Yeah. Um, and the focus on them being a family more so than them being gags. I, that's what Conan was talking to his writers about in uh, Serious Gibber Gabber, yeah. uh, a podcast where he was talking to the, a bunch of writers. Simpsons feel real. They, yeah. they, they never, they get kind of cartoony, yeah. but they're never, they never exceed that reality. And that's where that reality with a tweak is. Yeah. Homer's just a guy with a job, but he has a new job every week. Yeah. Uh, Lisa's smart, but she's in a family of idiots. Like there's yeah. that, serious with a tweak and stuff like that really helps ground it. So it makes it even more grounded when you put them inside this, like, yeah, we know we're in a TV show. Let's talk about the reality of us being in a TV show for 22 minutes. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I, I don't want to, I don't want to just talk about every gag, but like even just thinking about like, I thought about firing Marge every week <laughs> just to spice it up. And I was like, yeah, Homer would say that because that's Homer. Yeah. In turn, I've, I recently watched a couple episodes of Family Guy and I fucking hate Family Guy because like Peter can do anything the writer needs him to do. Like the characters, they're characters and they don't feel real. Sure, so they're not, yeah, 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 I get what you're saying. They they're, not, they're not grounded in any way. There's no confines on what they can do and so you don't have to be particularly creative. You just make it happen. Yeah, it's funny when Marge says shit and, or get off the pot because it's Marge. Yeah. Right, it was... Like that's just what it is. Like it's oh, it's funny God, when it's the reality. So such a fucking good, it's such a good show. It's such a good show. Oh. It's an amazing episode. I love it so much. I mean, and and there are so many like little references to. You know, we bought MC Hammer's house, and the yeah. attic was full of parachute pants. And then Bart just goes. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> I I just that was like the first dance I ever learned was. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> Let's get a frosty chocolate milkshake. Like I paused and like replayed it multiple times because that's such a funny little in reference. Oh man. Or them shitting themselves uh, on themselves with one of my least favorite Simpson episodes, the pr uh, principal and the pauper. 
where they go, yeah, we ran out of ideas, so we did. Yes. And they pulled up a clip from Principal the Pomper, which is yeah. where Seymour, uh, Principal Seymour Skinner, uh, Principal Skinner says that he's not actually Principal Skinner. And it was a shit episode. Yes. They were really running out of ideas. Oh, And that so was that good. episode's like 10 years old. I love, uh, <laughs> what's the line they do? They talk about, um, uh, uh, they, 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 like, I love anything the narrator says. Oh, where he's just painting the picture of like the Simpsons meteoric rise, and you know, they they swept the Grammys and the boogie board of defeat, I think, was one of them. Oh my god, and it's and, so <laughs> but, perfect. But there were, he says, uh, but storm clouds were brewing, figurative storm clouds. Like, it's like, so funny, it's so and perfect. then the clouds go away. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's. A good, okay, a good parody is something you don't have to watch a ton of the original source material in order to get. Sure. Like, yeah, I it think, can be funny if it, yeah. Like, uh, Airplane versus one of the shittier scary movies or, I don't know, epic movie. Yeah. Like, I've never seen, Airplane's an, an old script that just got retooled with jokes in front of it. I've not seen a lot of disaster movies. I actually think disaster movies are fucking boring. Yeah. Um, Although Twisters might seem funny. Like, I, I think in Nebraska... Twister's great. Is if it? If you haven't seen Twister, okay. go back and watch Twister. There's also, like, a man. modern movie. I remember uh, in a, uh, sitting in a theater when there was a trailer for, like, a modern uh, horror movie about a tornado. Sitting in Nebraska, everyone was laughing. Yeah. It was like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. But Airplane is incredibly funny on its own because the humor is grounded in its own situation. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know anything. It's in its own world. Epic movie took trailers because these movies weren't out yet when they were writing it. They took trailers, they took ideas, and they go, this is something you know, laugh at it. Yeah. And it just made it big and extreme. Simpsons did like, hey, you may not have seen Behind the Laughter, but you know what a documentary is. This is our Ken Burns guy yeah. going really overboard on these, what do you guys call them, metaphors and similes. Yeah. And that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Um, and just making fun of like, this is, Basically, the story of The Simpsons, we've kind of ran out of ideas or it started really small and then we got really big. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's just going to, we're just going to make fun of ourselves. You don't need supplementary material in order yeah. to make fun of a reference. And if you're doing stand up, I think the two takeaways for me of that is if you're going to play it straight, play it straight. Like yeah. it's, that's such a hard thing to do, but it's so important. Yeah. And if you need to explain what something is, do it effectively or yeah. don't do it at all. Yeah, or don't yeah. do it at all. Yeah. I, I mean, it the show captures so much of what I I love. Like, because, you know, it's got so many great observations. Yep. It's got something silly, but it's also got just some like cold burns, you know, mm. throughout. And um I love uh, you know, now like I love uh documentary now. Documentary is, Now is a great example. Is maybe of that. one of my favorite shows. You and I talked about Pop Star. Oh, Pop Star Fucking was rules. phenomenal. Was, was phenomenal. And the best, the best part of anything the Lonely Island does better than anybody else is that their songs sound like real songs. They do to the point where if you just heard it, you might not even realize it was a parody song. Right. You know. Um. And so yeah, man. Like, and so then I grew up and and my tastes have expanded so far. You know, so now I love a great observation. Mm -hmm. I love um, a, 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 a witty 
criticism or a witty take because the, there's so much wit in that episode. It's it is it um, is so smart with pretending to be dumb. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I love uh, Atlanta now captured. Did you watch Atlanta? I want to. Donald I don't. I don't it, have cable, it's, and it's, that's one of the things I miss. I, I think it's online. Okay. I think it's online. But it's the best. It's the best television show. Can't be uh, right Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, and it's the best television show on, I, I think. Ooh. And part of it for me is that it captures, it's so, it just has this honesty to it. Like it's so serious sometimes that you don't, you might not realize how hilarious it really is, but it's yeah. so good. It's so good. What makes, in your opinion, what yeah. makes a good observation? Uh, I think a good observation is something that, that you know, it, I know that like Seinfeld's really into like the small observations, like a really small yeah. thing. Like, oh, you ever notice how? You ever notice how I dated a 19 year old? Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> but I think that like a good observation, I don't know. I mean, anything that makes you just go, oh, I know that thing so well. Mm -hmm. And then they go, well, what if? And like, then that's so funny. Like, yeah. it's, it's always funny. And, and we do it in comedy all the time. And um, I think that as long as it's original, uh, and it's not something that we hear or, or, you know, the more obscure it is, the better it is. Like we're, when we're mining, when we're looking for observations, like comedians are all, we're mining for them. You exactly. Know? We're like looking for the shiniest little thing that nobody's ever found or nobody's ever thought of. Or like, Ooh, did you ever check that corner of the cave? Cause in that corner of the exactly. cave, there's this tiny little thing that we could probably talk about and maybe you didn't think about it, but you love it. Right. And because you're like, I know that. And that's what it's all about. Like comedy is all about make, uh, bringing people in and making them go, Oh, I know that thing. And making people feel smart or feel connected or feel, you know, and capturing something that we all recognize in the moment. And it's a weird balance because like you said, it has to be something kind of small because like a newer comic will do like, their observations are usually very general. Like, Hey, you ever know? And it's usually like dating. Like, Hey, you ever notice yeah. that all women are like this? And it's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's take it back. Let's retool it. And it's got to be something kind of small enough that it's, it's not the first thing we notice, but also general enough. There's like, yes, we've seen that constantly. I think if you can come up with a big, broad observation, sometimes things can be so broad though, that like, we don't think about how, clear they are, you right. know? Um, but yeah, people always like, they're, the the number one observation that people will think that they just discovered is that Donald Trump is bad, you know? Oh, uh, guys, everyone knows that Donald Trump is kind of dumb. Like, but it's become so signally, you yeah. know? Like people will like say Donald Trump sucks and everybody laughs so hard. It's, that's not, that sucks. You're not even writing a joke now. No, but if you talked about like, I'm trying to even think of something that's not played out. If you, if you did a Donald Trump loses money a casino joke, may fuck maybe. I mean, two years ago, yeah, yeah, like four years ago before we had all heard every single iteration I, of a Donald Trump joke. I literally can't think of anything. Like well, we're I, so burned out on them now. That's why you know I think a lot of late nights they're turning to Rudy. Yeah, well, because it's something new to talk about. It's something new to talk about. Also, Rudy's doing something new every day. Yeah, um, Steve Martin's Steve Martin talks about how there was a point in comedy when he decided to go really absurd because born uh, standing yeah and born standing up yep. yep and so Richard Pryor's you know doing edgy stuff and doing political takes and Carlos yep. doing political takes and and he says uh, but the problem is he's like I could go to an arena and just say Nixon's name and everybody would laugh so hard yeah 
that's where we are right now. That's, you know, you could just do it. He's like, and I didn't want to do that. He's like, it was too easy. He's like, it's not, I'm not writing anything. I'm just kind of like, ugh, you know. With, uh, with that and Bush, you're getting a rise of like, what I like to call William Street comedy. Like anything on Adult Swim, like just like Eric Andre, just weird, absurd shit. Sure, In yeah. a good way. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the next one internal jokes. That's why your John Mulaney's are doing so well mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nothing that has to do with the outside world and, uh, or just completely absurd. Like yeah. Your, like your TikTok memes, your vines, vine is dead. Never mind. Um, like your things. Yeah. Kids like vine lives on YouTube. It you does. long live vine. I've, I've sat through like a three hour compil- uh, compilation. Oh, I'll sit through a vine compilation. Oh. And I'll tell you what I, I hope TikTok is the new Vine, like, because I just want some new dumb shit. Some news station just interviewed me this week to ask me my thoughts on TikTok. And, and what did what did your son say for you to say to the news? That's what I need. I texted him. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, I need you to help me out." No, like, I think TikTok replaced Vine, but I think TikTok and Vine are both like um, they're like fast food social yep. media apps. You know, yep. like Twitter serves a very clear purpose. Instagram serves a very clear purpose, and Facebook is the networking purpose, right? Yeah. Um, but like your Vines, your TikToks, they're like flashy and fun, but then something else that's flashy and fun will come along and probably replace it. Like it doesn't have staying power, right. I don't think. Yeah, hopefully. Or that or the heat death of the universe. Like one or the, the other. One or the other. The poles switching or something will blow everybody's electronics up. That's a, some Y2K shit right there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, boomer. I'm actually a little proud of that. That was that was nice. He shot a napkin it into did. a trash can that's three feet away. And then him. it, but no, no, it hit the middle, but it went to recycling. Oh, yeah. you're like a earth conscious office basketball player. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. All your dreams are coming true. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, something, okay, staying grounded. Like I think there are comics. Uh, one thing you'll see a newer comic do is they'll go absurd very quickly. Yeah. And there's that like, I didn't happen. I don't care. Like there's that disconnect. Like I don't really, uh, not that I don't care, but since I don't believe you, it's it. I now have to work harder to be invested into your joke. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. And whereas if I feel like, even if it's something as simple as this sounds like you, this sounds like if you were in this fantastical situation, this is what you would do. Yeah. If this, and not just, this is what I think is funny, but like, this is me. Yeah. Then we can get that because what's, it's not just that Bart is a prankster. It's that we've watched Bart for 30, 40, 30 years at this point. Yeah. We now know what Bart's going to do. We know it'd be funny to put Bart in these weird situations. Yeah. It's, it's fun seeing Bart and Sideshow Bob sing together on a boat. Like oh, that's, that's just that's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, actually, it's so good. Uh, it's 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 a mm. what is um, it? What is it? Uh, uh, carp, uh, uh, I've grown accustomed to your face. face. Yeah. No, oh, that's a different one. But yes, oh, okay, yeah. Um, it is car, uh, Camp Fear. Oh yeah, yes, Camp season Fear. five. That was yep. such a good episode. Um, <laughs> it doesn't say die Bart die. It says the Bart the. It's German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one who speaks German can be evil. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's a great episode or like w- Ralph Wiggum has to solve a mystery. Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks style. It's funny. Cause we know who not Ralph Wiggum, chief Wiggum is. Yeah. yeah. Like it's funny when you know the, it's funny when we know you. Yeah. So going absurd so quickly, you lose it. You lose a little bit of you and we want to know who you are and that's why you laugh. Yeah. 
And I think, yeah, when some, it's, I've talked about shock value a lot. And I even said the sentence, I've talked about shock value a lot, a lot, but, (laughs) (laughs) but like things are funny when we have stakes, things are funny when we know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in terms of epic movie versus airplane, airplane, everything was in that world. We knew that every time he tells us, uh, every time our protagonist tells a story, someone hangs themselves. Like it's, these are rules like a slasher movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, Oh yeah. I just love it so much. And the, and the more that my comedy taste has, has kind of spidered out, you know, like broken glass. Yeah. That's all it really is. We're just broken glass. Um, we, we could have a clear picture, but instead we want to do this. Um, I just, I can trace everything, every taste probably back to that. You know, like I mm-hmm. love SNL. Right. Um, I'm a huge SNL guy and, yeah. and I do a lot of impressions and, and I, I like writing and, and I like all those things, but I think everything is really captured so well in that episode because it is such smart writing mm-hmm. and it's a great combination of, you know, the Simpsons method, you know, let's take some really well uh, educated writers and let's take some just hilarious or silly writers yeah. and let's jam them together. The Tina Fey called it like the uh, Harvard method. You put like one Harvard and mm-hmm. one, one public school guy yep. together yep. and that, that system just works. Yeah. You need a mix of both. And in my life, like I kind of feel like both of those things. Like I, I was really lucky to like, I didn't start doing comedy until well after I went through college right. and got what I thought was what I considered to be a really good education. And, um, and I had this grounding and like this deep, like academic background and stuff mm-hmm. for college, but I grew up super poor and like, like just, uh, with just really shitty people. <laughs> like, right. we were like, like we were just, you know, we like, we were constantly roasting and we were just cracking jokes. I was around funny people all yeah. my life, you know? And so then by the end of it, like, I felt like I had this, I think that's what draws me so much to something that's so smart yet so like cutting, you know what I mean? Something mm-hmm. so biting, right. um, but but kind of always comes out with a win. Like I feel fortunate enough to feel like I've lived in both of those worlds to an extent. Yeah. And I don't think I was ever in the worst situation growing up. And I wasn't around the funniest people growing up the, in the world, you know? No. But I also didn't go to the best school. I didn't go to Harvard, right? Like, but I still got a good education and, and I did go through my own set of circumstances. My kid was born when I was 17, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I went through my own set of circumstances and, and, uh, and that combination of those things just, I think makes me appreciate something that feels very smart, but very real and very grounded and very for the people. Yeah. Um, and I like all of that. Yeah. I just love it. And it, it, it makes it perfect. And I've seen that in your, in your comedy where it just, it feels like this is this is Cameron. We are on this journey together, and um, no matter where we go, it's gonna end up not. I can see the path from the beginning, and I that's that's important. And I think The Simpsons did that does that really well. You know where things go. Did you say I'm predictable? No, <laughs> no. You draw a you dotted path. You make a yeah. dotted path that we know where it goes. And I think that's important. Um, like I was saying, one of my favorite modern Simpsons jokes mm-hmm. that I saw was, it was an episode where Mo was- Bless you for 
keeping up. I don't keep up. I jump around. Yeah. Um, I actually picked up because I'm so pissed. I was hoping that Disney Plus would come out beforehand because that's where all the Simpsons oh, episodes right, are going to be. Right, right. And Simpsons World is gone. Like on FX, like yeah, they don't yeah, have the yeah. they don't have the commentary. And it's like I wanted the commentary. Yeah. Um. So I picked up a 14 week free trial on YouTube TV because mm. they have all the Simpson episodes right now through FX. And I went fuck it, I'm gonna watch a bunch of episodes. But when I sometimes I just pushed randomly, we're just gonna go. But the modern Simpson episode that was really fun. It's an episode where Mo's about to kill himself, of course, and um. It's like it's a yearly Christmas tradition where Mo's a yeah, big, yeah, yeah, a big yeah, suicide yeah. attempt. Yeah. But. He, uh, Homer takes him down from the rope and goes, okay, I know what to do. Uh, I have to uh, give him CPR to the sound of a BG song, which is a, I think Office did it like three years before that. So it was kind of a bummer. But it's a thing. It's a I thing. I mean, it's a thing. Well, it's the Office did the joke that the Simpsons did was they go, how deep is your love? Like yeah. they would do a different BG song, right? Yeah, right. But I go, that's kind of funny, I guess. And then commercial break happens. And because it uses the commercial break as a mind cleanser where you, you now think that the B plot's going to happen, they aren't connected. Grandpa falls off the roof. Bart Simpson jumps on top of him and goes, how deep is your love without setting it up? And I lose my shit <laughs> <laughs> because it's fucking funny yeah. because it's, it's, it's a rule. You have a rule, you set up and you deliver. And it's... It's like, a, like I said, it's like a slasher film. You the, know that Freddy can't hurt you in the real world. I don't know who's still working on, I don't know. on The Simpsons. Like, I don't know who's writing for them now. But like, there had to be a time when that was like the place to be, you know? According to like Jibber Jabber, like they grabbed people who were writing like these like zines and mm -hmm. like writing and like they got like underground of the underground. And right when it started popping, like during the first week, uh, they used to also say like during Jibber Jabber, they said books would say that we started off typically. It was like, we were one of the highest rating uh, uh, openings Fox ever had. So I don't know where they're getting this from, right? but it became like this hot spot. Like people really wanted to work on this and just kind of cut their chops. But what it was, was also just a room set up like this. Yeah. Where just people were just sitting there for like two hours quietly going, Marge could say this. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's such a, it's such a, it's, it's a competition to want to be here, but it's also like a, a very like just sincere throwing everything in and see what well, happens. Well, that's what writer's rooms are. Yeah. You know? And that's why writing rooms are awesome. I, I've, I dream about a writer's room at least once a day. Oh, I'd love it. Oh. I would love it. But I don't, I think that because like I jump around so much, like that's why I've always wanted to write for, for SNL yep. more probably than like, a than, um, like a like a sitcom or 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 something like that. I would I would love to do like a like a Daily Show style thing, like or like a Samantha B. Sure, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, anything like that. I think because I just like the idea of creating and moving on. Mm -hmm. You know, like I would. I'd still. I know they're. I know they're considered dying, but like just the classic shows, Tonight Show, Late yeah. Night, the Colbert. You know, the Late Show or something like that. Like I would love. I would love to work on one of those. You come in, you work on your stuff for that day. And it and, dies. And it's, it's di it dies, but I mean, it dies in a good way in that like you can then move on to another project and right. you just get to create, keep creating and doing stuff and you get a final product. It's like a comedy fruit fly. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best. It's born, it dies, and it uh, dies, it born again. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's, it's, it's It's really fun. Um. Of all time. Doesn't mm -hmm. have to be airing right now. Who's your favorite late night? My favorite late yes. night? host. 
my favorite late night host. Yeah. Not, I'm sorry. Not, when I say late night, I mean the genre of late night, not just NBC's uh, late show. Sure, 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 sure. My favorite host. You know, what's really interesting is that I think it becomes, I think it can become really easy to be like, uh, I think it can become really easy to be like Jimmy Fallon, you know, the, the Jimmy Fallon or Jay Leno or Conan, like they can, you can get burned out on them really easily, yep. you know? And I think that for me, that's probably true about all of them. I love Seth Myers. I Seth really Meyer, do I love, really Seth, love Myers. Seth Myers. I love Seth Myers. I haven't watched a special yet. I haven't either. I really I love to. Seth Myers. Here's the dude that I think more people should know about. Flip Wilson. I've heard that name, but I don't know So Flip where. Wilson had, was a host of like a variety show way, way long ago. And he was so funny. There was something about like when he would come on and do a monologue, he would do like kind of stand up, you know? Yeah. But he was like, there's something about the way that people used to talk that was like so casual and yet so professional. And he would just connect in like this way that was like, didn't feel like anybody that's ever done it. I know the difference between, you know, Letterman Conan versus like a, a Leno, right? right? But I'm telling you, nobody's ever done it like Flip Wilson. I want to see that. That's nobody's a- ever done it like Flip Wilson, man. You need to you need I'll give go, a look. go back and check him out, man. Yeah. Um, personal favorites that I've seen, I'd like Colbert. I, Colbert's mm-hmm. not the best at any of what he does. His interviews, I'll take the back. He's the best at interviews, which is usually what I ignore the most. Yeah. But his interviews are really good, like his interview with uh, Speaker of the House, Pelosi. Yeah. Um, was John really- Stewart. I oh, think John Stewart. Interviews. Oh, yeah. If you consider him late night, then yeah, John Stewart, of course. Yeah. But uh, I like I like his stuff. I like his energy. Um, but I also love the absurdist and almost anti-show format and style of Craig Ferguson. Yeah. Like Craig Ferguson just tears it down. Like doing the little like note thing to the camera and throwing mm-hmm. it away. Having a fake guy that's your uh, sidekick who's a robot. It's like it's just. You can tell he didn't want to do, because he said he never wanted to do uh, Letterman. Yeah. Like, you could tell that this is all he wanted to do, and he doesn't like the format. He just wanted to do his own shit. I'm I way shinier than that. I know. Like, I like I know that, like, I'm I've heard you talk about, you, like. Which is weird. Yeah, you are. And I'm just, like, <laughs> way shinier. And, like, I truthfully, that's why I love so much, like, uh, like I love Seth Myers because he just does the show. He's so polished. He does the show. Yeah. And it's, it's clean, it's good, and it's got, it's got, like, it's old school feel. Like, he does still written cue cards and stuff, yeah. but it's great. And that. when he breaks, it is, it is more interesting. Right. Because he doesn't break often. Yeah. Um, and it's usually when Amber breaks. It's usually Amber that breaks him, and I love Amber's it. Amber's the best. Fucking so good. Best thing to come out of Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's great, man. Yeah. Um. So, if you, uh, we're going to start getting into the fast questions, but if you take away anything from this episode to learn and grow from your set or to teach someone. Uh, anything that I learned? From this episode of The Simpsons. Oh, from uh, this episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's weird when it's a TV show, because the episode also <laughs> means this podcast and the show. Right, 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 right. But if you could take anything to learn from that episode of The Simpsons or to teach about comedy, what would it be? I think it should just be that comedy can capture a moment so well. Yeah. And it should be used to, and, and it can be used to exist in a time that like really reflects something really honestly mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and can parody it or make it fun but that it's comedy is like, it's such a great, it's the, it's the art form that captures the time so well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and people should, that's how people should treat it. 
You Comedy know. is a light bulb. And yeah. uh, that light bulb won't last 16 years in the future. It'll be a different light bulb, but it's it's perfect the way uh, it is. Yeah. Um, for me, I think t- if you're going to ta- uh, take the effort to create the world around you uh, and uh, connect the dots, mm-hmm. just show that level of groundedness and it, it'll it pay off. Yeah. Um, okay, we're going to do some just uh, quick questions. Uh, favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich? Uh, it has to be the the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. What's your jelly? Uh I'll get I'll get crazy with my jelly. Okay. But I like smooth peanut butter. Like I'll I'll do a blackberry jam. Okay. I'll do a raspberry jelly, whatever it is. I I if I'm if I've got extra money, I'll get the Welch's. Just go Welch's. Okay. But I'll get like a like a fancy like homemade organic jelly or something. The jelly I don't really care about. Sometimes I even switch it up, just cut up some fresh strawberries. Okay. I but like- I need creamy peanut butter and I need it to be Skippy Jif name brand. You needed to be. Butter. I don't care. It, I don't as like long offering creamy, peanut butter. It sucks. No, offering peanut butter is fine. I I I get it. The, offering peanut butter and I, we both we both in tight spots. I get it. I respect it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I see where I see where it's coming from. But no matter the brand, got to be strawberry jelly, and it's got to be strawberry jelly. I really? love strawberry okay. jelly. I mean, man. I'm not gonna knock it. I like it's good shit. I don't mess with marmalade. I don't, I don't fuck with that. I don't no. do no marmalade stuff. No, it's it, not yeah. not in this Catholic household. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I again, I like a really good tuna sandwich. I make in tuna with, yes. uh, with corn and pepper and uh, salt and pepper as well. Tuna um, sandwich is good. Tuna sandwich is good. Yeah. It's classic shit, man. And um, that favorite joke that you have? Favorite joke that I have? Yes. Oh God, whose jokes have I stolen? <laughs> Um, uh, apparently mine aren't polished enough to be stolen and that yeah. hurts. I don't know. I got this. I, I, I don't know, man. I have a joke where I talk about, um, uh, about how people ask me where I'm from. Being here, I always get the question, uh, what, what are you? I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Uh, I'm a Costco member. Uh, no, 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 like, like, where are you from? Oh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm from Omaha. No, like, where's your family from? Oh, I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. Yeah, uh, they're from Omaha. No, 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 like, where are they from originally? Oh, I see what you mean. You mean because I'm brown, I can't originally be from here because you killed all of those. Like, I'm not a particularly political or divisive comedian on stage. No, as a person, though, your politics are very clear. Yeah, as a person, my politics are very clear. But I'm never going to throw them at people. But I think that because I don't want to lose an audience and because I think that, like, it it can be so hard to keep them, I like that joke because it lets me... It makes people, it, they'll remember. They'll yep. remember not to do that thing without me having to blatantly tell them, hey, don't do that don't thing. Don't do that thing. You know? Yeah. So to me, it's like a sneaky way of lecturing people. Uh, one of my newer jokes I've been doing that I really like is I say I don't like having panic attacks at Walmart because I cry and I hate my life. They think I work there. I think it's cute. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, I've been trying to, David Kasgard told me, he's like, hey man, you seem, you seem a lot of, you seem kind of sad in your set. When you have a longer set, just pace it out so it looks less sad. Yeah. Trying to do like a soft sad where it's not just me, it's something else. Right. Uh, and uh, also one of my favorite jokes of yours is the impressions breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I know you don't yeah. use it a lot. It's it's just a personal favorite of mine. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, it, yeah. It takes talent to do it. Um, uh, biggest bomb. Biggest bomb? Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I did an open mic at Styles Pub one time. It was, it doesn't even exist anymore. And it was me, my buddy Cole. Uh, the headliner from the Funny Bone was coked out on the couch, this dirty leather couch. And then Dusty was in the back with another comic and they, were, they weren't even paying attention to my set. They were trying to use the claw machine to win a dildo. And all I wanted was to do well Did so they that win? so that no. <laughs> and they didn't pay attention to me. But I just wanted to do well so that so that maybe the host of the open mic would think that I was good. And I was like, this is the lowest I could possibly go. <laughs> it was the last wrenches thrown. There was three drunk middle-aged white women. I got on stage. I told half of one of my short jokes, the dad joke. Yeah. Yeah. Not a long joke. No. They started heckling me and kept talking and kept talking and kept talking. And I looked up four minutes, 55 seconds out of my five minute set. And I went, all right, fuck it. Here's Andrew Morton. And I just bring up, cause I'm the host. Yeah. And I go, screw it. They all think I'm Andrew. So every time I come up on stage, I go, Andrew, Andrew. Oh my God. <laughs> it was, Sam was like, Sam Ballinger was on that show and he was pissed and he just roasted the audience members for the whole time. It was great. Oh no. Um, why do you do comedy? Uh, I do comedy cause it's fun and I'm bored. And I think we all do it because we're a little bit uh, full of ourselves. We all believe that people should listen to us, which yeah. is just so fucking conceited. For every single, I don't, I will never believe that a comedian doesn't do it because they they like talking. No, no, I like talking. I just also like making people happy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you could you could volunteer at a soup kitchen. I I. Don't I donate clothes and do stuff like that? Yeah, That's sure. Fun. Yeah, I, I, no, no, no. I do. I do you stuff. like talking? Like That's talk. why we do it. We like doing I, it because we both. like talking. It's both. Both yeah. can be true. I can be selfish yeah. and like make people happy. It's, uh -huh. It can happen. Uh -huh. that, right. I, it, I think that's true, yeah. and that is why you do this rather than just you know exactly doing a Limbaugh show or something. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> uh -huh. but no, no, no. I do it. I do it because I do it because it's fun. I do it because yeah. I like to create. Yeah, of course. You know, um, it's, and and it, it's just a creative avenue, and I, I'm going to do everything I can. And where can we find you? Uh, at Cameron Logston on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I've got a, a YouTube channel. It's just mm -hmm. Cameron Logston. I'm Cameron Logston on all this stuff. Nice. I try to get it so my son can have all those things. Right, no. Yeah. At least it's like Cameron Logston too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll have to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Plum Jeremy on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Great. All right. And if you haven't seen this podcast yet, we are on Google. Uh, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and SoundCloud, and wherever you can listen to your podcast. Yay. Yay. Well, thank you for uh, being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah.